everyone. Welcome back to the Triumph Over Trauma Show, where we tell stories of everyday people overcoming adversity so that we can learn from each other. I'm your host, Chris Gear. I am very excited to introduce our guest today. We're joined by Mr. Larry Long Jr. He is the founder and CEO, that's Chief Energy Officer of LLJR Enterprises, which focuses on sales motivation, inspiration, and most importantly, transformation through speaking, coaching, and training programs. He is the host of the weekly live show, Midweek Midday Motivational Minute, and author of Jolt. So I'm feeling the energy already. I'll tell you this. I'm already feeling I'm loving this. This is just what I needed. So, you know, Larry, thanks for joining us. I'm glad we got connected. And if, if you're ready, I'll turn it over to you. Love to hear from you, brother. Come on, Chris. Can, can you hear me now? I, I am you. happy to be here. Thank you for the invite. Triumph over trauma. And our conversation, there's someone right now that needs to hear this message. So I'm just fortunate, honored, and blessed to be here, hopefully, to share that message. Yeah, well, it's 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 an important, right? It's it's an important message, and you know, we all have our own story. We all have things we've we've gone through. We, you know, no one goes through life with this perfect, you know, um, you know, path without any resistance. I mean, we all love a good story. We all love a good comeback, or you know, a good story of people overcoming things. And we all have them, not just once, but many, many times in our lives. And that's why you know, it's I, I feel honored that people like yourself make the time to come on and share them because it's a good example. It's a good example of how people can, you know, overcome, how can get through the hard times, how can come out even better, right? And even renewed, right? Come out with the jolt, so to speak. <laughs> so, well, it's Friday. We have, the, we have the energy here on this call. So, yeah, Larry, if you want to tell your story of, of um, any story you want to share of overcoming adversity, I'm sure you've got quite a few of them. Oh, really, goodness. The I do. Don't remind me. But, yes, life, this four-letter word we call life, it's so beautiful. There's so many ups and downs, twists and turns, highs and lows, adventures, and then my middle name, Misadventure. So where do I start? I'm going to give you the one that's near and dear to my heart. Uh, I played baseball at University of Maryland, go Terps, and uh, I didn't get drafted. I went to minor league spring training with the Dodgers and the Red Sox, and they said, uh, don't let the door hit you where the good Lord split you. So uh, when, when you can't play the game, they say you teach it. So I moved down to good old Rollywood, North Kagalaki to open up an indoor baseball and softball academy. Come on, Chris. I'm living the dream. I'm teaching youngsters the fundamentals, and that's capital F-U-N, because you got to have fun, of baseball, softball, and life. Come on now. I'm touching lives when it's most impactful, elementary, middle, high. I'm living my dream. I'm teaching, I'm serving, I'm connecting, I'm helping, and I'm getting paid, but not paid enough. And that's where it was all a dream <laughs> because we had more money going out the back door than we had coming in the front door. And I've had plenty of strikeouts in my life. Strike three, I thought that was my middle name in my baseball career, but striking out in business because in business, if you don't have money, you don't have a business. And my parents bailed me out. My grandmom bailed us out. And uh, it got to a point where they said, hey, you're not a big bank. You're not too big to fail. You better call the government for that. So they said, we love you so much, little Larry, little Larry Long Jr. We're going to let you shut that thing down. I said, oh, no. Oh, no. I had to shut my baby down. 
And uh, there were plenty of tears because there was blood, sweat, tears, dedication, sacrifice for my academy. But I look back at that year and a half, and it was one of the funnest. I don't even think that's a word, but it was one of the funnest times in my life. And even though it was a low, it really it, it was it was a setup to bounce back to a high. So that that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I still had tears because my academy. It was so beautiful. We had six batting cages, retractable nets, had the turf, 10,000 square feet facility, had two dirt pitching mounds for pitchers to get that work in, had a nice waiting room area for parents looking through the plexiglass to see the lessons, see the their kids putting in that work. Uh, but hey, you live and you learn. And uh, now I can laugh at the time. When we were running out of cash, it was no laughing matter. No laughing matter. No, I, and I didn't. I didn't have that background before. I, I didn't realize the University of Maryland because I'm a Maryland guy, born in Baltimore, and and grew up just north in Aberdeen. And I, and I and I tried to play some baseball. So same thing. I was a strikeout king, um, especially whenever my 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 girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, whenever she came to the games, there was some kind of magical factor that I could have a great game. So she stepped up. I'm missing everything. Like I couldn't hit the you know the what the the ocean with the beach ball type thing with the way I was swinging. So that's that's awesome. I'm I'm glad you played for the Terps. I, I repped the Terps as well. We, we you know we went we've been to some games for football and, and basketball. But oh, I love it, and I know that you're repping. Uh, who is it? Sammy the Seagull. Yeah. yeah. Good old oh yeah. Salisbury. Salisbury. Salisbury University. Yes. Yes, sir. Sammy the Seagull. You got it. You got it. You got it. Oh man, they had a good base. The D three. Good baseball team. Good baseball yeah. team. Well, one of my teammates' father was the uh, football coach, Fleetwood. Uh, Fleetwood. Ryan Fleetwood, his dad was the, the head football coach there for a while. This is that whole six degrees of separation thing all come together. Man, so what, what position did you play? What did you play when you played baseball? Yeah, I played left out. Hey, coach, can I get in now, <laughs> dude? You're left out. And, hey, whatever you have, it might be contagious. Go ahead and put a mask on so you don't infect everyone. No, I'm oh, just my. kidding. I was a four-year starter. My freshman year started in left field, uh, and then sophomore, junior, senior started in center field. Had a little bit of speed. Used to hold the school record for stolen bases. Oh, I'm wow. number two now. My father ran track for the Terps. My sister, who's 10 years younger, she ran track for the Terps. They were long jumper and triple jumpers. I was the black sheep of the family, literally and figuratively. They said, baseball. I said, yeah, you run after you hit the ball. They said, we'll let it slide, little Larry. We'll let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> did you – now, now, remind me, where did you grow up? Did you grow up in, in Maryland, in that area, um, um, or, or in Durham, or, or, or where, where, where did you grow up? That, that's a whole different story. I grew up in VA <laughs> medical centers. Both of my parents served veterans. So I've lived in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, Roll Tide, Danville, Illinois, Grand Island, Nebraska, the land of the Twisters. My mom tells stories of there being seven tornadoes. We lived in an apartment. You got to go down to the basement. Everyone's fearful of their life. I'm happy as can be jumping on people. They're like, get this little nappy-headed boy off of me. We're about to die. Uh, and then Coatesville, Pennsylvania. I was born in Maryland and then moved back to Maryland for middle school. So all those moves were before middle school. My theme song was Make New Friends But Keep the Old. One is silver while the other is gold. But oh, man, uh, this that is certainly made me who I am, all of those moves. But I claim Maryland, even though I've been in North Kakalaki, for the longest time of my life. All right, we're blood then. We're blood brothers in Maryland. I I, I hear that. So 
that's a that's a whole different conversation itself. Because my so my wife actually same thing. I love what you said. You, you grew up in VA medical center, so she her dad was was Army career Army, uh, and we met when when her dad was stationed at Aberdeen Proving Ground, and she so same kind of thing. She she you know Kentucky Germany. Texas, Virginia, so on and so forth. So same kind of thing. So that's that's really good. That's real. That's, it's interesting. So I mean, I love how you you know end up in Maryland. So you know, th- thinking back to the time of the of the business venture, how long you know you know how long was the the enterprise open? And tell me what would that? I mean, I know that must have been tough. You know, because you're pouring your heart into it, and you love it. You got the love of the game. You got the energy. You got the knowledge, right? But every you know, just just like they say. You know, so many businesses don't survive and you can have all those ingredients. It may just might may not be the right time for the economy. There may just not be the market for that time. There may be all kinds of macroeconomic factors that can impact and and, you know, prevent a business from succeeding. But, you know, how long was it open? And tell me more about kind of what that was like going through it when you were going through it with with, you know, not not, you know, you've got the perspective now, but I'm sure it it was tough. It was tough without a doubt. It was very tough. So we were open for a year and a half and uh, we spent about three months getting the facility ready. It was just a warehouse. So all the preparation, the lifts, we were up there hanging the nets. I mean, it was it, it was quite the operation and quite the setup. Uh, and it started off great. Started off great. I mean, the new batting cage, it was nice, a little bit too nice. Uh, and then that first summer, uh, we tried camps and indoor camps when it's 100 degrees outside. Oh, kids are like, nah, if it's going to be 100, I'm going to be outside because we it wasn't air conditioned. Uh, so we were also fighting with high school baseball camps, summer camps, college. We got NC State, UNC, Duke surrounding us. So it was a lot of competition. But we made it through that first summer, came back in the fall, and it's a cyclical business. But um, we learned a little bit too little too late that you've always got to have people coming in the doors. If you don't have people coming in the doors, you're not making revenue. So we ended up doing some uh, dodgeball leagues, just anything to get people in the door to help us make that revenue during the, the low times. But that second summer, it came up and bit us and it got us good. And uh, we just ran out of cash. I mean, I went to, I remember going to Bank of America trying to make a withdrawal and they said, hey, we know your nickname is Black Magic, but you haven't made enough deposits to make a withdrawal. You're trying to work magic, but we're sorry, Mr. Long, you don't have money in the bank. I said, "Uh uh-oh, how do I turn this? How, How do I make this thing happen? So everything happens for a reason. The numbers I knew in my, in my baseball academy batting averages, home runs, stolen bases, RBIs uh, for my kids. The company that I went to afterwards is called Sageworks. They had a tool called ProfitSense that was really helping CPAs, certified public accountants, explain the numbers, the income statement, the balance sheet, the statement of cash flows to their small business owners. And uh, I was making 150 cold calls a day, reading off of a script. Hello, this is Larry Long Jr. with Profits and getting hung up on until one of my leaders said, hey, Larry, tell your story. Speak to these accountants like they're people and not like you're a robot. No one talks like that. People want to talk to people. So when I shared my story and I would ask them, hey, Mr. or Mrs. Accountant, do you have any small business owners whose eyes glaze over when you go through the income statement balance sheet and state uh, cash flow? They're like, of course. I'm like, that used to be me. We would get our statements, 
throw them in the uh, file cabinet, never to be seen again until the next quarter when we met, eyes glaze over again. And that led to our business not succeeding because we didn't understand the important numbers of business, that cash flow. I'm getting choked up just thinking about it because now that I own my own business, again, this is take two. I'm making sure, I just talked to my accountant two days ago. I'm making sure that that doesn't happen again. I'm making sure, hey, Crystal, can you break it down? I need to understand the income statement, the balance sheet, statement of cash flows for dummies. Dumb it down to me because I want to make sure I understand money in, money out, budgeting. But uh, at the time, we just, my partner and I, we just, uh, we didn't realize. And we knew that the bank account was going down, but what do we do? And the accountant was in a perfect position to strategize and say, hey, just like you have a game plan when you go in the batter's box, here goes your business game plan. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But you know who's to blame? Myself and my business partner. That's our responsibility. And yes, you're absolutely correct in terms of the, the, the macroeconomic environment, all the external factors. But what I've learned is you control what you can control. Controlling the controllables. I can't control that we were in, I call it a country club uh, city, Rollywood, up to no good, country club kids. And, and it's okay. They weren't serious about working on their game. We should have done something about that. We should have had the foresight and we should have gotten mentors earlier. People that have been down that path could have told us, it's kind of like having a Sherpa that's been there, done that before and said, hey, Larry and Jason, y'all zigged. Y'all should have zagged. Hey, this is probably going to be coming up for you. Have you thought about? So that was a, a, a tough uh, lesson learned. I think I think some people get their MBA. Uh, I ended up going to HKU, uh, the School of Hard Knocks University. Yeah, it was uh, yeah, it was definitely hard knocks. <laughs> well, those you know, School of HKU is you know much more relatable. And you, you get a lot more bang for your buck. You know, it may, it may be pretty expensive, but you get a lot of learnings out of that. That I love this topic, and, I, and I'm sorry that you, you know, went through that, that's the struggle through it, right? Because I know that was, you know, you're able to laugh about it out. I'm sure that, that's a, that was painful back then. But you've learned so much through this experience, and this is so relatable because so many people have the dreams of starting their own business, especially post-pandemic, if we can even call it post-pandemic. You know, bottom line is, so... Unless it's just an infinite thing. So, bottom, you know, bottom line is, I talk to more people, and I've seen met more people who have, especially those desiring more autonomy and flexibility in their lives, who are, are opening businesses or want to open a business in the near term. Term. So, this is such a relatable topic. You know, being able to share your story, being able to share what you learned through that, how you came into it with the with you know with great experience in your subject matter, with the great energy, with a great mission, right? But there's some of these other other pieces of the puzzle. That you know, you learn, and you and you learn, you hear about these stories about serial entrepreneurs that they had multiple enterprises that did not take off, but each step along the way wasn't a waste because they learned. They learned, and that's what you're doing. You're learning. Even this, right, you said it right now, you just you had you know you're having calls, and you're learning things. This time you didn't even know last time. I'm sure. So it's like it's it's beautiful, and I and I love hearing the stories because a lot of times you just hear about the oh yeah, some they're doing it, but you didn't hear about what they did to get there. You know all the strikeouts they had. All the times they got caught stealing second base and got thrown out, or all the times they got run over at home plate, and that's a personal story, different story altogether. We're not gonna go there today, but yeah, this, yeah, this it's very relatable. It's very relatable. 
Um, so I, I definitely heard, you know, assemble, like assemble your team, you know, kind of take ownership for the, for the team and, and the results. So, uh, you know, I, I, I admire that. Right. Cause you know, um, what, how about any other kind of key, key learnings from that experience, um, in your life? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got a few. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And, and I, I'll tell you that ego come, Oh, I, I don't need help. I can do this all by myself. No, you can't. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far and have success, you better mount up and have a team and drop the ego. And people want to help if you ask. And I was afraid to ask and I was hard headed to ask. Now I ask all the time. And I work with a coach who says healthy people ask for what they want. So my mom was our mentor. My mom loved her to death. But she doesn't know Baseball Academy. She's never run a business before. So I was just asking the wrong people, the wrong question, maybe the right questions, but the wrong people. When I launched my business now as a full-time motivational speaker, MC, coach, trainer, author, I was afraid. It was kind of the uh, scars of the past and the FUD, not Elmer FUD, but the fear, uncertainty, and doubt kept telling me, don't do it, Larry. Are you stupid or are you dumb? You big dummy, you got a family. Are you going to run out of cash again? And finally, it was my wife. Oh, my goodness. She said, baby, I love you. But you tell everyone else to follow their dream, to pursue their passion. Look in the mirror. I said, whoa. She hit me where it hurts. And she was right. She said, what's up with that? I said, well, the baseball academy, we weren't married at the time. And she was actually in Argentina so she was insulated and didn't know how bad it was. It was bad. When you can't pay your your uh, your rent, when you can't pay your car note, grandma, can I borrow a few bucks to pay my car so it doesn't get repoed? That's tough. And I said, baby, I don't want our family. We got two beautiful kids, got a beautiful wife. I said, I don't want us to go through that. She said, come on now. You must not know about me. You got a real one. Let's mount up. She said, go ahead and call Dr. Kevin Schneider who runs a paid-to-speak program. It's pretty much how to run a successful professional speaking business. And let's go to work. We planned, we budgeted, we saved, and uh, it has been an absolute dream. So I encourage folks, you might hear those voices, those self-limiting beliefs. And chapter one of my book is, what story are you telling yourself? I'm here to encourage you to tell a story to yourself that's encouraging that's uplifting, that's optimistic and positive. My coach made an astute observation and said, Larry, when you talk about everyone else, you're so positive, you're so encouraging. When you talk about yourself, womp, womp. She said, what's up with that? And I said, well, I want to be humble, uh, self-deprecate. She said, no, you're holding yourself back because essentially if you believe it in your heart, in your mind, your words are powerful and they dictate your actions and that's pulling you down. She said, why don't you just give it a try and see what it's like to give yourself grace, to lift yourself up, to believe in yourself truly and be, and be a conqueror and see what happens. So in the words of the great philosopher, Bob Marley, get up, stand up, talk yourself up and let's go and do it. And when I told myself that, Hey, we've been rocking and rolling, rolling and rocking ever since. I'm rocking the mic. I'm dropping the mic. And I'm here to encourage someone that's noodling, that, that's noodling on that business idea. 
You got a plan. You got to have a game plan. But let's go ahead and get after it. And in the words of the other LL Cool J, Mama said, knock you out. Let's go. Oh, my I'm I am so on this right now. I'm loving this. I'm loving the message, the message, the message, but also the energy behind it, right? Because it makes it that much more amplified. And I'm, again, a plug: if you are just listening to this, I highly recommend you go to Spotify or go to YouTube because you need to see this. You need to see Mr. Larry Long Jr. and the energy he's bringing. Because I am inspired. I am absolutely inspired. He's bringing it. So, and it's, he's got a great, great message, great story. Tell me more about. The energy that you have, because I have that same kind of energy, and I'm curious, have you always kind of been that way, or was there a change in your life, and you know, like that kind of came out, kind of unleashed, and tell me more about it. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that, and, I'm, and while you're doing that, I'm going to stand up, too. You're encouraging me to stand up, get up, stand up, stand up for my rights. Yeah, it's a whole different story. I've always had this energy, uh, but... I'll be honest with you, in corporate settings, sometimes, actually a lot of times, I had to put the mask on. And this is my scam. I mean, Cam Newton mask right here. But essentially, I lost my father seven and a half years ago. And it was at that point that I realized, hey, I think the millennials call it YOLO. I said, what do you call me? They said, nah, Larry, you only live once. I realized you only live once. So if I'm not being authentically me, who am I trying to be like, who, who am I serving by being some, hello, this is Larry Long Jr. report. No, that's not who I am. So there's a time and a place. I can't be that way in every setting, but I've been determined that more times than not, I'm going to be my authentic self. I know that my energy is kind of like in the words of the great philosopher, JJ Walker, dino my, and it's not for everyone, but that's okay. It's okay. If my energy is not for you, hey, do you boo boo? Cause I'm going to do me. I'm going to, I'm going to stay flossom and awesome. And I'm going to make sure I represent who I am authentically serving people, uh, helping people really just, just, just making sure that people can live their best life. That's that's the mission that I'm on for others and for myself and my family. So I think they say, all I do is win, win, win. No matter. Don't get me singing. I have everyone crying. But that's what we're trying to do. Well, tell me, tell me more about too about about the book. So right, the book, the the name Jolt, right? Yeah. I just I, I feel it right out the right out the gate. The name is apropos. Tell me about why you wrote the book. Tell us a little, maybe a little teaser about it. Love to hear about that because I think that's another way for folks to to hear about it, to to receive this word, to receive this message that you're sharing today. And like your yeah. shirt that says it says awesome. Uh, no doubt. Towards the beginning of the pandemic, it was actually April 22nd of 2020. I uh, started a I called it at the time a midday midweek motivational minute. It's now the midweek midday motivational minute. Every Wednesday at 12 noon Eastern, I go live and I deliver an optimistic message. If you remember at the start of the pandemic, it was all woe is me. And really the news, they might as well rename it bad news. So I said, what can I do? I can't control ABC, NBC, CBS, but I can control what I put out. I said, I'm going to put out a positive, uplifting, inspiring, motivating, and hopefully transforming message. I'm now at episode number 148. Uh, I've done 148 out of 149 weeks, and that was the genesis of my book. My book is my most meaningful seven chapters from what story are you telling yourself and believing strikeouts? They're a part of life. 
Chapter number seven is lessons from my dad, getting to honor my dad's legacy. And there were so many times where I was ready to tap out. Because if you ask any of my English teachers, elementary, middle, high, college, they would say, there's no way. There's, is Ashton Kutcher around? Am I getting punk? Because there's no way that punk Larry Long Jr. wrote a book. I'm not the strongest writer. But what I learned is that when you set your mind to something and you surround yourself with a team, who's your A team? Who's your crew? You can do anything. And I don't know if anyone uh, out there knows Kevin Garnett. But when he won the championship with the Boston Celtics, he said it best. Anything is possible. Me writing a book, that's exhibit A, that anything, if this knucklehead can, can publish a book, anything is possible. What's stopping you? And I should have been a lawyer because I already know the answer. And I'm going to hit you where it hurts. It's the person in the mirror. So now the question is, and hey, I'm going to give you grace. But now the question is, what you going to do? I know it ain't 2022, but what you're going to do and who you're going to be in 2023, that is the question. I'm encouraging you. I'm, I'm cheering you on. Hercules, Hercules, to go ahead and step into your inner greatness. It's there. It's there. I'm here to give you the, the zap. It's electric. Don't, don't get me doing an electric slide like I'm at a family reunion. But that, that's really the purpose of Joel. Get zapped into intentionality, rediscover and believe in your inner greatness. Let's go, CG. Let's go, CG. You have me, you have me believing. You have me you know, singing from the rafters already. I'm ready. I'm, I have so many song lyrics coming to mind right now. Um, I'm holding, you know, I can't go after all of it. But let's, how about the entrepreneurial challenges aspect? So, you know, for those who are business owners, we have some folks who listen who, who do have their own businesses. We have other folks who may be starting one in the near future. You know, you've got a wealth of experience in that area from the prior business, from this business, and from, I'm sure, all these people you've talked to. Congratulations on, on the, the show, 100-some episodes. That's huge in itself, having me just getting started on this journey, right? That's awesome. It shows you're doing something. You're doing a lot of things right to, be, to have that consistency and have that reach. So love to hear about as far as any other advice you'd, have, you'd share for those who are facing or may face entrepreneurial challenges in their lives. Yeah, I'm, I'm here to encourage you to stick with it. You're, you're going to go through it. And I'm going to encourage you to give it a try. Give some things a try. Go ahead and shake it up. Flip it. Break it up. Try something new because you never know what could work for you. A lot of times, and I'm reading a book. Oh, it's downstairs. It's called Three Feet from Gold. And it's absolutely, actually, no, it's here. I, hey, I knew I had that thing near and dear. My coach sent it to me. Thank you, Coach Kristen. It talks about so many times entrepreneurs and even in life, we're so close to the gold, but we're three feet away from the gold and we give up. Oh no, we give up. We don't believe in ourselves. Have that conviction to keep going. Keep the hard rowing, especially when you believe in your heart, when you believe in your mind and you say it with your mouth, go ahead and act on that. And I just encourage you to keep going now sometimes you got to know when to fold them i think that was that was kenny rogers i was about to say kenny g with saxophonist but yeah you got to know when to, to fold them but hey don't give up because if you don't give up it's not a failure if you learn i learned from the baseball academy unfortunately it took me 13 years later to revisit it but hey better late than never timing is everything and the time was right 
but learn from those experiences. And my encouragement is to share those learnings with others and then for you to seek out learnings. You, you can learn two ways. You can learn from mistakes, which I've made a ton of. I got a bunch of lumps in my hard head. Or you can learn from mentors. My advice is to learn from mentors. It's a lot less painful. They've already gone through the challenges and the mistakes for you. Why not go ahead and gobble that thing up? Gobble, gobble. So that second aspect, that they're, I mean, that's literally what you're doing right here, right? And I, it is a reason why you're called Chief Energy Officer, because you are bringing the heat, bringing the heat like we're in Miami. So it's, and I know it's warm here in North Carolina today. It's feeling pretty good. But the, this, this learning through mentors, you're doing that. You're, you're, you, you are sharing these learnings right now with people. So, you know, definitely I'd, I'd second Larry's, you know, uh, his, his words. You're going to have to fall down too, just like when you're, you're, your little one learn to walk. But you know, you can shorten that 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 uh, runway if by learning you'll stand on the shoulders of giants, and that's what he's doing here. So, all right, I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to say, "How can I keep up with him? How can I find out what Larry's doing? Support his his mission, learn more, and just tap into some of that energy that we're talking about." So, how can they follow you and support you? Uh, I would love to connect. You can find me on LinkedIn primarily, Larry Long Jr. I'm the man with the gold mic. I got the face for radio. You can hear me. Uh, also, my website, Larry Long Jr. That's J-R, LarryLongJR.com. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. I got a little TikTok, YouTube. Uh, I haven't quite figured out the algorithm for TikTok. My dance moves aren't good enough. YouTube, I'm trying to be too short. YouTube shorts, I heard are the thing. Instagram, IG, but LinkedIn is my jam. But please, you can find me. I'm out there. Cause you're going to hear me before you see me, but I would love the opportunity to connect with you. All right. I'm sure I have no doubt there's going to be some folks reaching out. So we can work on our little two-step routine together on TikTok. Maybe we can do a little something, some kind of, some kind of real basic moves. You know, my, my, my younger son is the one who has the moves in the household. So maybe we can pick that between us and, you know, my, my children, your children, maybe they can teach us something we don't know. So Larry, Hey, I'm honored to have you on. Thank you for making the time. Thank you for, for sharing your story. Right. You're putting that like, again, what you've experienced, you know, there's purpose to that. There's purpose in your own life. And, and all, every time you tell it, this purpose is bringing purpose to other lives. So thank you. I appreciate you, my friend. Uh, and I'm, it's, I'm excited for, for you to continue driving this message out. Thank you, Chris. Keep shining, man. I appreciate you hosting me on your show. Triumph over trauma. Love it. All right. That's it. We're signing off.